You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Um, well, first uh, NFL coach was uh, uh, dismissed yesterday as uh, Matt Rule was fired at, uh, at Carolina. And uh, he's going to potentially walk away with $40 million, although that will go against any future employment. And so now I guess the, the question is, which uh, college school uh, goes after him and does he want to go back to the college ranks and the grind of recruiting and all that versus what takes place in uh, the National Football League? He's, he's had a taste of both worlds, so he can... He can look at his NFL world and go, well, that didn't go so well. Um, you could make the case that if an, somebody signs you to a seven-year agreement and you're, uh, you're partway into year three and um, it didn't really, never really had the full grasp of things because you never had a quarterback, uh, amongst other things. And I have no idea how much control over the organization he And that matters in the NFL. No, no doubt. No, no doubt. Uh, he went 11-27. and 27. Um, so this, this article is like 16 of its last 19 games in a regime marred by poor quarterback play and an inept offense. They averaged just 18.7 points per ball game. That's 28th in the national football league. So, so like I said, I mean, they, when they, I'll just, I'll just say this. When he left Baylor to go to Carolina, I just... Man, it just it made me scratch my head. Just going, okay, is is he an NFL coach? Because I think the what you do in in college and what your skill set in the National Football League, I think it's just so different. I mean, I know that there's a lot of it's coaching football, but I mean, you know, the the college aspect, you're, you're built on your recruiting, and you can somewhat control some of your own destiny. Although even that's changing now. With so, so, what did you see about him at Baylor that said he's not going to be a good NFL coach? just that he'd never done it before and just that but all, I mean all the former college coaches that coach in the NFL have never done it before no I know I know I just didn't I just wondered I just wondered about that fit I just felt like man you got it rolling down and you got it rolling down in Waco you you're you're on the verge of you know you've you've won a big 12 championship you've you're you've got kind of a machine going you've rebuilt that um and never you know I don't know that he got to enjoy the full fruit of his labor down there in other words, could he have won a national championship if he had stayed at Baylor? Possibly. With kind of the way that they were recruiting and the way that they were things were going for him. I mean, they were... It just seemed like they were on the verge of it. But, I mean, it would be hard to seems turn like down a, $62 like million. A, dollars. Seems like a pretty big jump. I know that they were good and they were... I mean, they really had turned it around, but... I mean, okay. that's, I mean that's a pretty okay. big jump no, to start talking about national championships. No, I know, but I mean, I, I just... 
It just seems and like... In um, case you haven't noticed, there haven't been a whole lot of new teams winning national championships lately. Yeah, no, I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah I've noticed that. Yeah, and you are so frequent to tell us, I'm, I don't understand why coaches want to coach in college where they have to recruit all the time, blah, 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 blah. You know, NFL must be such so much nicer to coach in. It's just a different and skill set. he got set. offered a, a lot of money. He did. I mean, it'd be hard to turn down $62 million. Yeah, and you're never going to know if a guy no, is the guy that can make the transition right. until you make it. No, you're right. I did. The question is, did he get a fair shot? He'd probably say, mm, not really. And you know, the Carolina Panthers would probably say, well, we, we, never, we couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel here. It looked like a freight train coming right at us. Yeah, he could have done a better job, you know, as far as personnel and getting yourself a real quarterback, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Instead uh, of kicking the tires on a, a bunch of... Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he just kept kicking the tires on has-beens or yeah. never worse. Yeah, and, who's, and whose decision ultimately was that? Was that his or was that somebody in you the front office? You would think he played a part in it. Absolutely. He would... He would he'd, think they'd run it by him hey we're thinking about this what do you mm-hmm. think <clears throat> so mm-hmm. so that job's open the number one guy on the list is going to be sean payton now anybody that takes a stab at sean payton over the next two years is going to owe the new orleans saints some draft choices but you know is is uh carolina a place that because payton has said you know it's going to depend on ownership and structure and things like that for him to to get back in so we shall see. The other question is, does Matt Rule go to Nebraska? Does he go to Wisconsin? Does he go somewhere else? Or does somebody... I does, would if I was him. Where would you go? Of those two? Yeah. I'd go to Wisconsin. Seems to be seems to be a better structure, doesn't it? Just feels like they've had more success in yeah. recent years. Yeah. The question I would have is, why did you force Paul Christ out the door? Although there, there's been a couple things where... Um, just the th- couple things that I've read about the Wisconsin situation were that um, they didn't have a director of recruiting and their, re- their recruiting pipeline seemed to be disorganized, although the guy won 67 ball games, mm. you know, and, but it's like the last couple of years that there have been some kind of budget things that wouldn't allow him to hire who he wanted to hire, apparently, in terms of recruiting. I apologize. I just haven't dove deep into what's going on at Wisconsin. Just a couple of headlines I read. I think there were a lot of people across the country that said, why would you fire a 5-2 and Matt Wells? Was it 5-2? and Oh, no, 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 no. He was... uh, He was... uh, What was the record after K-State? I I think it was 5-3. and Okay. Okay. (laughs) 5-3. and Why would you hire a fire of 5-3 and Matt Wells? Well, but... And those are people that didn't know what was going on. Sure. Okay. And so I'd probably say that there's probably things that we don't know about that were the folks at Wisconsin feel like this was well-deserved. No doubt. You know, you just, you you don't, you you don't, you don't know. It just seems like he had a little bit more street cred than, than and had a little more skins on the wall than what Coach Wells had here. That's that's 100% fair. Yeah, okay. you're right. That, that makes so, a good point. I mean, his his level of previous success, you know. It's pretty high. Put some skins on the wall, whereas Coach Wells really <clears throat> hadn't done that here. In At least at Nebraska, I mean, and in both those places, I mean, Big Ten schools and, you know, obviously tradition, although the tradition at Nebraska lately has been 
uh, hey, we have this legacy here. Yeah, but over the last, basically since they went to the Big Ten, they really haven't done a whole lot. So do they have the money? Do they have all those things? Uh, somebody says he may wait for uh, Auburn to open up. That's a bat blank crazy place to go to work, especially if you're not from there. Oh, no, I never worked there, man. Okay. It's in the SEC. Yeah. They got some good money there. They do. They do. I mean, they, it's a little bit difficult to win in that conference. They got two though. names there, though. I mean, it's just, it's always confusing. Are they War Eagle or are they, uh, are they're they tigers. tigers? Yeah. But they, they have their big War Eagle thing, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> At the war, that, that eagle, when it comes in, that's pretty oh, cool with the ball. It's really confusing here. Are we Red Raiders or are we Matadors? I mean, they got a <clears throat> well, they got, like they got a guy in a cowboy hat, but then yeah. they run a horse around. Which yeah, no. which are they? Yeah, I mean, seems, who are they? It just seems it seems like they have a bit of an identity, though. There, there's some people down there is like they're more war eagle than they are tigers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These lost. people in Lubbock. I mean, they don't know whether to say guns up or wreck them. I mean, they're just confused. Like well, if you say guns up in the airport, it's a bit of a problematic. <laughs> You have to be careful on that. You watch. I would think Auburn's a pretty good job to take to. Okay. Any of those three will be good. And, and there may be. Or others. maybe he'll go to Kansas after Lance Leipold. Leipold. I don't think that guy's from going one anywhere. of the other places. I don't think that guy's going anywhere. You know, it's so funny because this this is the difference between a, you know what what you have going on here and what's going on up there. There there's like like Jesus returns kind of headlines over their $300 million renovation of Memorial Stadium. So that's for like for the whole thing. And we're like spending 200 down here for the South End Zone. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's just, it, it, it did make me kind of laugh out loud. I mean, yeah, they need to spend some money on that place, but like 300 million is gonna like change the world. And we're like, okay, 200 million is the South End Zone, little, little sliver and the, and the football building. That's the difference. That is a which, whole building, though. Like the football building is a complete. I know, but they're talking about three hundred million for the whole thing, and we're talking like two two fifty for the south end zone and a and a new football building, and they're going to redo their football building too. So I don't know. Maybe the money goes further up there. I have no idea. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the eleventh day of October twenty twenty two. God, we are a third or more of the way through this month already. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start us off in nineteen eleven. Ty Cobb and Frank Schulte are named the inaugural MVPs for the American League and National League, respectively. Their prize? A new car! <laughs> I saw a picture of Ty Cobb uh, an old, uh, dressed in like a tie, older Ty Cobb, with his arm around Mickey Mantle. Just They were just talking. And Ty Cobb looked like he was trying to impart some advice on Mickey Mantle. And Mickey Mantle had the look on his face like going... What do you know, old man? You know who are you? Who are who are you? I mean, it's kind of like I'm Mickey Mantle. You're, oh, you're. It was just it was just, it was just the weirdest kind of look. 1923, a pair of Babe Ruth home runs in the fourth and fifth innings is the difference as the Yankees beat the Giants four to two at the Polo Grounds to tie the World Series at one game apiece. Mm. 
1927, New York Yankee first baseman Lou Gehrig is named the American League MVP despite his teammate setting the single-season home run record of 60. Babe Ruth. Ruth, as a former winner, was not eligible. Was not eligible? Not eligible. Because he's won one. I think he was the reigning AL MVP. Okay. Well, there's a lot of guys on that 27 Yankees team that could have been named the American League MVP, right? It's like they were really good or something. (laughs) Apparently so. I never saw them play, but (laughs) I heard they were all right. 1968, Major League Baseball star Billy Martin, named manager of the Minnesota Twins. (laughs) Did not end well for him. Wait until tomorrow where he's fired for fighting with somebody. 1971, (laughs) Baltimore third baseman Brooks Robinson set a baseball World Series record, reaches base five straight times in the Orioles' 11-3 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates in Game 2 at Memorial Stadium. He was a vacuum cleaner. I saw a picture of Brooks Robinson the other day and made me sad. It just, it just, he looked, made me sad. They were honoring him and he had his Oriole jersey on. He looked like he hardly weighed anything. He looked old and just, it just, it just made me sad. It's like, man, don't show me those pictures anymore. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't this big Brooks Robinson fan, but I mean, it just, you know, when you see those guys and you're like, dude, you're really, really old looking. So don't do that to me. Like, don't like bring me back for a retirement day and show me to everybody, you know, 10, 20 years from now. I'm like, man, that, and he looks awful. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, note taken. I was, just being, okay. I was just being, I was just trying to be funny. Okay. Well, now we know. Yeah. It, it's always good to know these things ahead of time. We will not bring you back for a day that you don't look good. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay. Let's make sure I have my, have my hair combed. Which means officially that I don't have to show up tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've already hit that point. No, you, you do. Yeah, I've, I've already passed that point of not looking good anymore, Chuck. No, you look, you look yeah. great, man. You look, <laughs> look like you could still hit it out of the park. Double day field. Wiffle ball. Yeah. 1980. Dallas Mavericks open their debut NBA season with a 103-92 victory against the in-state rival San Antonio Spurs at Reunion Arena. Maybe sad. I drove by the site of Reunion the other day, and it's it's, it's just a grass field. Mm. And it's like, man, that was Reunion, right? That was was it right there? It's right there. <laughs> There's no sign or anything. It's just a empty grassy. Field right below the grassy knoll. 1992, when we think of two sport athletes, Bo Jackson is obviously the first one on most of our minds, but this guy did something even Bo didn't do. Plays for both the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Braves in the same day. Yeah. Of course, we're speaking about Deion Sanders. Mm hmm. Couple of things on this day in 2020. Nadal beats Djokovic 606275 for his 20th Grand Slam singles title and his record 13th French singles title. And the LA Lakers beat the Miami Heat 106 to 93 in game 6 of the NBA Finals equaling to their 17th title. LeBron James is the first to win the MVP award with three different teams. I'm guessing the French was played because it was COVID delayed. Yes, yeah, and so got was the NBA Finals. Yeah. And so was the NBA Finals, right? Yep, got moved that year. It is National Sausage Pizza Day. I'm a big fan. Not just just sausage. I got I, I got to have the pepperonis with it too. I that's my 
well, meat lovers is my first choice, but sausage and pepperoni. But I'm not into the sausage only. I'm I'm with you on the sausage pepperoni, but there's some there's some that do the sausage so well that you can order it by itself. But you got to be careful on that. Be select. Happy birthday to T.J. Watt, who's 28. Emily Deschanel from uh, the TV series Bones is 46. Steve Young, 61. And Orlando Hernandez, also known as El Duque, is 56. Mm. Jamie and I both have some fond memories of him. Greatest leg kick, like in the history of baseball. It's up. I mean, his kick was up there, and his kick is up there. El Duque. And so was his age that he consistently lied about. Yeah. I say 56. He could be 96. We're not quite sure. It always was confusing to me why it mattered. Was he signed, like, like as a teenager? No, No, way late. No. Way late late in his career. And people are always arguing about, or like, oh, he's this old, and then who cares? Yeah, what's it matter? He's a major league player. I mean, mm-hmm. he can play to his, to his 90 if he wants. There's no rules that you, I mean, this is not, you know, Little League World Series where you have to be less than 13 or something. And on this day in 1971, John Lennon releases Imagine. And that... Is this day in sports history? All right, six fifty-two this morning here on the morning drive. You know what that means? There you go. Time for our secret word. Uh, Double T ninety-seven three and the home zone teaming up to give away ten thousand dollars. They make your house a home every day over there. All you have to do is listen right now. Eight forty-five and four forty-five. Secret word. Go to double t ninety-seven Enter it in. You could be a winner on November the eighteenth when we give it away. We'll put a cold hard check in your hand and following monday or tuesday when you come down here to the new compound the more times you enter the more of a chance you have to win that makes sense right it does <laughs> it makes it does. Make, makes perfect sense uh today's secret word this is appropriate for who the cowboys have to play or get to play on uh, on sunday eagles eagles is your word eagles it's a big one yeah e-a-g-l-e-s eagles so uh, go to doublet973.com, enter it in, and you could be a winner of $10,000 a month and five days from now on November the 18th, thanks to the Home Zone for making us, this could be a, giving us an opportunity to give this away, right? This could be, this Sunday could be a preview of the AFC and NFC Championship Sundays. Mm-hmm. Chuck could sit there and watch the AFC and NFC championship game. Mm, you're right. This Sunday. Yeah. Bills and Chiefs at 325. And uh, Eagles and the Cowboys will play as well. See, I just jinxed my Bills. No. No, I jinxed them. They'll never get to the AFC championship game now. Oh, no. Because I, I said that. I think, I think, uh, I think the Bills are going to go a long, long ways. Uh,. Thanks, Chuck, and aversion to old people. That cracked me up. Okay. <laughs> wow, Chuck, can we get the winds of change playing in the background? Uh, Risa says this. Jamie, I am sad when I don't see, in all caps, your smiling face at 6 a.m. Wow. Risa is your BFF. Thank you, Risa. That is very kind of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She is. Mm-hmm. 
She is all about some did Jamie. I, did I nail the whistling part of Winds of Change? <laughs> I'm pretty close. Yeah, you did a good job there. How'd I do, Jeff? He wasn't listening. Not too bad. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, it did a really, really good job. Yes. Uh, just imagine if Jamie wasn't here every day. That would be sad. Every day. <laughs> every day, every time. <laughs> you ready for baseball? You re- you're, you ready for baseball? You getting there? Yeah. Sure. You ordered your book yet for next season? No. Okay. No. It's not. Sure, it's not ordering sure day yet. No. Okay. I usually get a email that says thirty percent off. Time to order. And that's when I order. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I understand. All right. Just before seven, Sports Center's next. We'll talk some Red Raider football. Is they're off this week. They get a chance to mend a little bit. They'll uh, host West Virginia a week from Saturday. Your morning blend of sports, K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Jamie Lett and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 studio. Look forward to hearing from you uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is uh, open as well at 806-771-0973. So we'll, uh, we'll take, take all your thoughts, your comments, your requests, your tidbits, if you have any. Um, and we'll go from there. Question for you, Chuck. Sure. So you, you're, you've stated before you're not a huge Beatles guy. Correct. Did you like John Lennon stuff? No. Really? No. Do you have a an artist or a group that like you feel like wasn't like superstar, like wasn't one of the mm. big ones that you're a big fan of? Oh, oh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because I mean I I like the Stones. I like ACDC. Uh, you know. Throwing a little Barry Manilow from time to time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's quite the genre mix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with it. Uh, I liked uh, I liked Paul McCartney when he was with Wings, but not with the Beatles. You know, if the the Beatles were playing outside right now, I'd be like, tell those bugs to go somewhere else. Yeah, well, two of them are dead, so yeah, right. yeah there'd we'll be a lot of bugs flying around. Yeah, we went to, we went to You'd work. be doing the show by yourself because <laughs> I'd be out there. You'd up, you'd there watching. <laughs> watching okay. Well, and, and that's fine. I'd man the desk for you. I'm sure I, you I, would. I would man. I would. <laughs> I would. Sure I, would I would man the desk. Um, um, not, I, not, I asked the question because I think Julian Lennon is one of mine. Oh, I really enjoy Julian okay. Lennon. There's two or three okay. songs of his that he doesn't have a bunch, but two or three songs that I really like. And I just thought of that because of John Lennon. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, but I like okay. John Lennon's single stuff as well. Okay. As much as the, as much as I did the Beatles stuff. Okay. What is it about the Beatles you don't like? I don't know. Just I like the music it, too. I think it was. Um, I, I grew up in that era where the, it was just 
I, I was the end. I, I, what I remember about the Beatles more than anything else was the Paul is dead stuff. Okay. And I was like eight, nine years old when the whole, you know, rumor about, you know, play the record backwards and it says Paul is dead, you know, and it just, I don't I know. have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. that that was uh, that yeah. was the thing with the Beatles. There at the very end, they had this record that came out, and supposedly, if you played it backwards, it had this you know hidden meaning to it that Paul is dead, and there was this rumor that Paul McCartney was dead, and that and there's some people that so that believe, made you not like the music. Well, it just was like just like they just pounded it into us, and for whatever reason, it's just like it was so prevalent and so like everybody just told you how great they were i just i you know as i do from time to time i become a, a salmon and go the other way I'm, i've been known then uh, you know it's kind of star wars did that for me too it's like you're not going to force me to you're not going to jam a beatles song down my throat and you're not going to hand me a, a slice of meatloaf and then put me in front of a star wars movie and i just i'd sooner be dead you know, <laughs> I've eaten all the meatloaf I'm ever going to eat. I'm never going to have another piece of fried bologna with a with uh, with a, in between two pieces of white bread. Just I'm done. I'm done with it. And I'm not going to watch Star Wars. And I'm not going to listen to the Beatles. If it comes on the radio, boom, I'm gone. Pardon me a minute. I got to change the music now. <clears throat> I just like the part about that he'd rather be dead. <laughs> Eat meatloaf. I had a lot of meatloaf growing up for whatever reason. So, you know, anyway. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's uh, all that was you do you stuff. Yeah. Uh, Somebody says this, Chuck, you are from the neck up. Uh, What, dead? Okay, dead Mm -hmm. from the neck up. Thank you, Stephen. I don't know that. Uh, uh, Robert wants to know if I like Barry White. Yeah, I uh, I like Barry White. Um. Risa says, Chuck, I saw Wings in Cleveland, and he and the band were fabulous. Cool. Somebody says, Tony Jackson is great. Is that one of Michael's brothers or Don't think it is. siblings? Or Do not think it some, is. Something like that? Yeah. I don't know. I've uh, never heard of Tony. Chuck, is that why you don't like We Are the World? That's one of the reasons, yeah. That's another one of those songs. Just, they just I mean. But when, it has some artists in there that you like. Mm. But they just jammed it down your throat. I don't like that. I mean, it, yeah. it was and jammed down was everyone. Jammed down. I was loving everything. Yeah. I mean, every uh, time it came uh, on the radio, God. I was excited. I just, oh. hey, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Mm. Uh, fantastically good songs that I can listen to now. But there was definitely a stretch where every time I turned on a radio, I heard one of those two songs, and We Are the World is in that That We Are the World thing, man, alive. They just, they just, they just would not. And when they made everybody in every radio station, I was working at one, play it at the same time, at the same minute, at the same second, and you had to sync it all up, and all the music people were all geeked up about it. It just made me want to throw up in my mouth. (laughs) I probably did. (laughs) I I probably did. (laughs) So, that's just, it's on my, it's on my list, okay? Mm -hmm. It is clearly, it's clearly on my, on my list. Well, I'm a little bit sad for you because you're... Why? Don't be sad. Yeah. Don't be sad. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But you have every right to have uh, an opinion of something that you... um, Don't care for. Yeah. So yeah, it's like sauerkraut. It's not, it's not hurting anybody. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not trying to be rude to the Beatles, so you're good. Yeah. Mm, you're good. 
trying to be. I mean, he's not like walking down the street and like telling one of them that you're yeah. a loser and you. No, he's just rock- broadcasting to hundreds of millions of people. I'm broadcasting to hundreds of millions of yes. people. I don't think the wow. Beatles are going to be bothered. Worldwide on the app. Mm-hmm. I think you called Ringo right now and said, hey, there's this guy in Lubbock that doesn't like you. <laughs> he cares. I don't think he'd care. Let's be he honest. If he's been to lie. Lubbock, it would be, oh, you must be talking about Chuck Hines. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody wow. knows Chuck Hines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love him or hate him. Uh-huh. 7.09 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts, comments, the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that or the mobile app. Benchmark Hotline is open, too. 806-771-0973. We'll get to the Red Raiders here in just a second, but I saw this last night, and I meant to bring this up yesterday uh, with regard to the Cowboys and the Rams. It was loud for the Cowboy fans there. And now Sean McVay, uh, he's commented on that. He's the coach of the Rams. He said it was challenging. They've always been a team that's traveled well, but we got to give them something to cheer about, particularly when we're on offense with regard to their fans. And we've got to be able to play more consistently on special teams. But there were a number of times where Matt Stafford, when he was under center, was trying to bark out signals and couldn't because of the roar of the Cowboys fans that were there. I mean, they've, you know this, they, they trained in Thousand Oaks for a million years. And Cowboys are, are a, a, a team that plays, that always does well on the road. There have been times, it seems like in Dallas, though, that the opposing teams have done better than the Cowboys. That's the truth. You know, Um, but here lately, it just seems like it just seems like it's been a lot, uh, a lot better for the Cowboys. So this new era. Cowboys have fans everywhere. Yeah. But but at at home, like the last few games, it's been more prevalent, uh, more pro Cowboy, which you would think would make sense. But when you kind of look at the history of the Cowboys, not always. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Well, your question of the day was going to be, who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback, right? We answered that. And Chuck asked such a good question there that I'm going to let him uh, ask the second question, too. I'm going to ask it, but he made the suggestion. Okay. I think it's because he listened to the bottom line yesterday. And my guess, knowing Chuck Hines, he's like, Oh, Jamie asked a better question on the bottom line than he asked on the morning drive. I wanted to answer that question. I didn't get to answer that question. Actually. So Chuck is now wanting me to ask the same question. Actually, I didn't hear you on the bottom line yesterday. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Uh, I was asked the question that you're going to ask me uh, by the host of the end of the bench, Jeff Haxton, after he got off the air, because apparently he got roasted for his answer. So I thought, well, that'd be okay. That was a, that's interesting. I'll so, have you let me know what he said. <laughs> what did he pick Oklahoma State for the first five spots? <laughs> uh, not quite. Not quite the first five. No, no. <laughs> just the top three. First six. Uh, first six. <laughs> the top yeah. three. First, 
Okay, so today Oklahoma State. I was certain that you were cowboys. I was certain that you were angry that I didn't ask you this question, and and you were jealous because I asked it to choice yesterday. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I I did not catch very much of if if hardly any of the bottom line yesterday. I apologize. Okay, so today's question of the day Mm -hmm. that I I thought was it was a fun conversation. So I'm happy to have it again with you. Okay. rank the top five teams in the big 12 conference because i just feel like right and not where they are right now but where you think they will oh. end up okay so this is different than the question okay. that hacks where you think they will end up because it just to me this conference is really fun right now mm-hmm. really fun i agree and be- i don't know that there's a great great team mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. I just think, and I know this is cliche, but on any given Saturday, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of craziness. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of good teams, but maybe no no great great. Mm-hmm. Well, Chuck writes it down. I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm just giving ahead. you. I'm buying you some time. Go it's ahead. fine, because I've got mine because we had the same question yesterday on the end of the bench. Um, number one, I've got Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are the best team in the conference without a doubt number two and maybe i'm a little biased in this from what i saw with our own two eyes i've got kansas state at number two number three uh i'm still looking at and this is where it gets hard between three to six in this area because i think any one of these four teams could be three but i'm gonna put baylor texas TCU mm-hmm. and who's five? Well, no, that's that's five that's there. Five, okay. But I'm also putting in a number six position there, Texas, for how they have played, and, and maybe it's just the Oklahoma win, and maybe some of that has to do with the fact that when Texas wants to win, and when they want to beat the opponent, that they go out there and give it everything they've got, and they gave Alabama everything they wanted, they gave the Sooners everything they could want and more. But for everybody else, that they're just like, yeah, okay, we're Texas. We'll go out there, and that they don't play as well. So I'd put Texas probably at the bottom of that six, but I could see Texas being three by the end of the season as well. Wow, uh, the Red Raider Two Guns wanted to know what's in your coffee, and I'm I'm beginning to wonder as well. Just sugar, okay. Same as what it is every day. Here's here's my top five. This is end of the season. Do you think yeah. this is yeah. what you're predicting? Yeah. yeah, Oklahoma State will win the Big Twelve. I think Texas will be number two. I think they'll play for the right to win a Big 12 championship. Then Baylor's three. TCU's four. Reluctantly, K-State fifth. (laughs) Okay. Reluctantly, K-State fifth. Um, No, you know what? I'm going to take K-State out of there. Put OU in there. I think think at the end of the day, they'll have a little bit of pride. uh, And K-State will... Will be there at number <laughs> number six, two, four, six. Yeah, K State six. That's my that's my top six. Heck, I might even put KU at six over K State, but I'll I'll stick with your five. Okay, I'll I'll just answer the question. No, that's fine. Okay, I'm so disappointed. What are you disappointed in? Chuck and I have the same top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you were shaking your head. Oh, issue. <laughs> Texas and Baylor. I, I think Texas is a good football team. Quinn Ewers is a difference There's maker. There's no doubt, yeah. Quinn Ewers is a difference maker. I, I think they absolutely could could play for and win the Big 12 championship. I'm 
uh, <clears throat> I'll be anxious to see that matchup with the Cowboys and the the Longhorns. Uh, I hope they both lose, but um, that should be a really good football game. Uh, Kansas State, I have at number four. I've got the Texas Tech Red Raiders at number five. You have played the toughest part of your schedule. You have played the toughest part. I mean, I know I, I am not trying to downplay TCU. Mm-hmm. We thought they had a you know a fantastic win against Oklahoma, and I'm not saying it was a, it wasn't a really good win, but Oklahoma showed that maybe Oklahoma's not very good. It could be one of those deals where Texas everything just worked for them too last Saturday. I I I don't know. Yeah, I think Oklahoma is going to end up better, but I don't think they're going to be near the top. I don't think they're going to finish last. I think that's going to be West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But look at the Red Raiders' schedule. They've played. I mean, I mean, besides Baylor, mm-hmm. I mean, they have played the toughest part. You went through that stretch. Going two and three against the five straight top twenty-five teams, I I think you have a chance to win four games the rest of the way, and I think that will put you in the top five in the conference. I I mean I, yes I'm a homer okay I get it no but but I I I, I mean. I didn't really realize that until I started looking at the schedule yesterday. Mm-hmm. And and as I've said all along, you could win every one of them, but you could lose every one. Yeah. Of them. They're all good enough. Yeah. They're all good enough to beat you. But <clears throat> I don't know. I think you could go 4 and 2. I really do. And and I think 4 and 2 will get you the 5 spot in the Big 12 conference. Who are the who are the two that if you were to just pick them right now, who would the two be? I think I had penciled in um, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hang on one second. Baylor's the most likely, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out on a limb there. Um, I mean, at TCU, that, probably. That'll, yeah, that'll that'll be a tough game. Probably. Mm-hmm. That'll be a tough game. I mean, but obviously because Kansas and Oklahoma are at home, I think you have a much better chance there. Mm-hmm. And again, I think both of them could be good enough to beat you as well. At Iowa State's been a tough place, but man, their offense is yeesh. anemic. Yeah. Uh, and and here and here's the question I would have, and it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens Saturday when Iowa State goes to Texas. Does Texas just beat the bejesus out of them, or does Iowa State's defense? allow them to be in the game. I mean, they've like allowed like what, 24 points in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and lost both games and lost both games. Right. Cause they're off. scored clearly, 20. Clearly not good enough. Right. Uh, the other, the other game that's going to be very interesting on Saturday is uh, number eight, Oklahoma state at number 13 TCU. Yeah. And, and I expect Oklahoma state to roll. And when I say yeah. roll, I don't know, between 10 and 14. And for the love of God, how does Oklahoma give points at home to Kansas? I just, I like, the world is upside down. Well, one team just lost 49 to nothing. I understand that. But they're five and one. But they're Oklahoma. I mean, in the history of ever, that, yeah. you know. Okay, did you see the game last week? I did. I okay. did. But I mean. I mean, they had like running backs playing quarterback. Yeah, I understand that. It's just. Um, it just 
I literally don't know the last time. It's been a while. It might have been 2007, the last time KU won at Oklahoma or, or, or the John Blake era. I just have a hard time believing that Oklahoma should have to give points at home. That's, that's like hell's frozen over kind of stuff there. Uh, but to anybody, to, to anybody that they would have to give points. Just crazy talk. Uh, by the way, West Virginia is in action on Thursday night. Your chance to uh, scout them before they come uh, to Lubbock on the 22nd. It's a 6 o'clock kick between the Baylor Bears and the Mountaineers from the mountains. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. We, why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. With Lucas and Jeff McGuire, I am Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning. We'll come to you from the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 studio. And we'll take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well at 806-771-0973. So just kind of morphing off what we just talked about with regard to the big 12 um we're we're three games in and um you got six to play uh currently the standings look like this kansas state is three and oh oklahoma state two and oh tcu two and oh ku and texas are both two and one and then baylor is one and one the red raiders are one and two West Virginia's 0-2, and, and then Iowa State and Oklahoma, who'd have thunk that, are both 0-3. Um, the thing about it is, you look at the stingiest of all the defenses, it's a team that's 0-3, Iowa State. They've only allowed 82 points. <laughs> yes, but their offense has not scored anemic a, a, that many at all, I feel like. Uh, 139 is what they've scored this year. So I'm going to steal a question from Jeff Haxton yesterday. All right. Because I think it's a really fun question. Mm -hmm. Who has the best win so far in Big 12 play? (sighs) You've got, I feel like you've got five or six contenders here. Give me me some choices here. Um, Tech, Texas. Yeah. TCU, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard not to say Texas, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't, I... Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Although that one, I think the Oklahoma State people would say, "Well, we we expected to win that game," but I know it was it was closer. It was closer than they, they wanted it to be. No doubt, no doubt. And it's a win that could mean a whole lot more by the end of the season. I hate saying this, but it doesn't look as good today as it did then. And maybe it started Oklahoma's downfall, but the K State win in Norman. That's huge. That's, that's a, up there. That's a that's a really really big win. Um, any TCU wins that stand out to you? The the TCU win against Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma would be the one for TCU. I'm I'm kind of with Jamie on this one. I don't know what that win means now 
after what Texas did to them. And while Texas is a different team than they were against us because they've got their quarterback back, and I get that, Oklahoma just looked befuddled. I, I don't I just, have a better way to describe I it. I just wonder if they're I just wonder if they're give a you know water is is like really, really low. And that's a possibility with the I mean, offseason that they had. Because they're just so right. You lose your coach, you lose a bunch of players. Um I don't know, it just seems to me like they're a, I mean, frankly, they're a hey, playoff team or bust kind of kind of program, you know. Um you know, I look at from from KU standpoint, I mean their two conference wins are the bottom half of the of the conference. Mm-hmm. Either one of those teams has won a game, West Virginia or Iowa State. So, good one off the chat line, Oklahoma State at Baylor. Mm-hmm. That's a good that that could be a good one. I think all of these are good contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I tend to lean toward with what Haxton and I kind of came up with yesterday that it might be Texas Tech over Texas. Yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at that. No, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'd, I'd because, take a couple more just like it. Actually, well, because it's not. I mean, it's not like they played with you know some intramural quarterback, you know? right? And they had their they had their two stud, you know, running backs available. They had their receiving core available, so they just they got beat, you know. And um, so I, I I would probably say, um, in unison, the the Tech win over Texas. And and the K State win over Oklahoma, because I think that started the downfall for Oklahoma. I think they just kind of look at this and go, "Well, screw it." Lost season. Lost season. Right. Might ah. as well go into. Might as well go into the off season now. To, to heck with it. So yeah. the question is: Is Venable's gone at the end of the year now? No. If that's the case, because then he lost no. his team. No. No. I I don't I don't I don't think so. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I think um, I I think they had a lot of things. I don't certainly don't put me in a position where I've got to cape up for Brett Venables and or Oklahoma. No, but it's kind of fun when I do. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've been painted into a bit of a corner here. Um, so I, I'll just say this: I, I I don't think so. But you're always on the hot seat if you're at Oklahoma. Now here here's the here's the question: Is is Brett Venables a reincarnation of Gary Gibbs? Because he's he doesn't look yeah. like he doesn't look like he doesn't look like Bob Stoops. No, okay? he he doesn't look like um, doesn't look like Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, and doesn't look like Barry Schweitzer. I always mispronounce his name on purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, For, that's the former Cowboys coach as well, Barry right. Switzer. Yeah, who you and I could have coached that Cowboy team. Didn't say we couldn't. That, okay. that didn't say we couldn't. It, you let your Eggman and, and the defense do what I they just, needed to do. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like that year because Brad Sham wasn't the voice of the Cowboys that year, and Barry Schweitzer was the head coach. I just didn't see. Really, I didn't like that year because you were, weren't coming off of a Super Bowl win like you were the two years before. Yeah, well, I just didn't. I just didn't. Just didn't like that. I also I was, remember the San Francisco game and the NFC Championship game where you spotted them twenty-one points and still almost came back and win the still game. Almost came back. And That's win. how good that team was yeah. playing on the road in San Francisco right. in the mud. At candlestick, and at candlestick, and still almost won. Still almost won. Twenty-one nothing left after seven eight minutes in the first quarter, and almost won that game. Uh, Small town Raider says we were on QB two as well. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, and yeah. that's the point I keep making with the Texas game, like a lot of other Red Raider fans do. It was QB two for a lot of teams. 
that week. It was QB two for both of those two teams that week yeah. with the Tech and and Texas game. Uh, this at the time TCU blew Oklahoma's doors off. It was a huge win. Yes, just like it would have been if it had been Tech with that win. Yes, agreed, agreed. So anyway, so this week you'll have uh, Baylor and West Virginia on Thursday. KU at Oklahoma, eleven a.m. kick uh, on Saturday. I, I, I just feel like after they got their just their absolute tail whooped, that Oklahoma's going to come back. We'll we'll find out if Oklahoma comes back with a vengeance. Then you'll say, okay, have a pulse. Their coach is able to kind of get the paddles out and and restart the heartbeat of the team. Okay. With a little electric shock. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it? Uh, it took me a second to remember which paddles you were talking about after Oklahoma State with their paddles. Sure. You're and, good. And then um, and then it'll be interesting to see, does does Texas blow out Iowa State? Or does Iowa State's defense rise up and, and force kind of Texas to play at their level? I think that is the most interesting game of the week. Um, it, um, to I'm, me, the most interesting game of the week, I think, is Oklahoma State and TCU. Because it's two ranked teams. I'm not buying t- I I know I probably should. Like, I get that I should. There's a reason they've got a ranking. There's a reason they're, I think they're undefeated. I TCU. I just, I can't buy into TCU yet. See, here's the deal. The, the, the KU-TCU game made me kind of buy into both. Because I, I didn't, I didn't know how good KU was. And I'm not saying they're great. Okay, they're not, they're not great. But they got five wins. But a couple of them are like, eh. Uh, and then the two Big 12 wins. But, I mean, when you kind of look at their history and what's gone on there the last 10, 12 years, it ain't been much. Um, if they were to go in and beat Oklahoma, then I'd say, okay, maybe maybe they are a 7 or 8 win team. Uh, I don't expect them to. Um, and I expect TCU to play Oklahoma State to the bitter end. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973com